redo this. We're gonna redo this. We're gonna redo this. Dude, oh, no. I lost it. I looked over. I can't deal with this. Welcome to Fluent Grace, a podcast for students about speaking the gospel into the everyday, ordinary stuff of life. You've got questions, we've got answers. Or at least we will search the scriptures and see how the gospel of grace should inform a response to the questions you have. We love Jesus and we love students, and we hope students will grow to love Jesus more as they encounter Jesus' amazing love for them. Our music for the show is Felix Culpa by King's Kaleidoscope. What's happening, everybody? Welcome back in to the Fluent Grace Podcast, episode number 27. Finally figured that out, Colin. 27. Wow. Yeah. We were a little bit uh, unsure last time we recorded, so. I still have not seen any money from this podcast yet, I'm just saying. I found 30 cents in our couch <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> I don't think that was for this podcast, but... <laughs> Speaking of money and speaking of this podcast, so I was looking at a company that professionally uh, like post-produces podcasting and stuff, because I was wondering how much it would cost for us to send our audio file to them and get them to do all the work that I don't really like doing. Oh, boy. It's 150 bucks an episode. Wow. So, I, you know, that's really not that bad. So if anybody out there wants to sponsor an episode or two, it's 150 bucks. Hit us up. FluentGracePodcast at gmail.com. Uh, this podcast could be so much better if it was actually produced and edited by somebody who's a professional. So I'm just going to throw that out there, all That's you true. rich people out there. We might even give you a special segment on that show. That's right. We will absolutely give you a special segment. We will name a segment after the first person that donates to this podcast. Oh, wow. It's kind of like when you uh, make a donation to a school and you get a gymnasium built after you. That's right. Or a pew in a church. <laughs> <Or> a <pew. laughs> Have your name played on your pew. Yeah, or a brick. How about a brick? Uh, I'm sure that doesn't frustrate the Lord or anything, having people's names on pews and whatnot, but we won't go there. If your name was to be put on something to make you feel special, Colin, what would it be? Um, <laughs> Don't let's see. <laughs> Terrible. Um, man, I mean, what could be cooler than having like a massive stadium like Brian Denny named after you? So if Bryant Denny is found to have done something back in his day that no longer allows stadiums to be named after him, and hey, here's Colin Sherrill's name, it's available. Yep, Sherrill the Stadium. University of Alabama at Sherrill Stadium. Mm-hmm. Got a nice ring to it. It does. I kind of like a dance move named after me. You know, like got the Quan. I want somebody to put my name on a brick and send it to Mars. Oh, no, that'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be cool. I want to be represented when the first colony is started mm. in outer space. So anyway, hey Tyler, did you hear? Uh, we found out what Lafoyne was. What what? What Lafoyne was? You know, we were talking about that a few weeks ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. What is that? Lafoyne is basically not showing up for the podcast. Oh, that's good. I like that. <laughs> that's good. That's, that's pretty, pretty good. good. I like that. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. You now have something named after you. That's good. I was dying last week. It was it was bad. Yeah. I was in the hospital. It was pretty rough. On a scale of one to to put me in the box. Uh-huh. Where were you at? I was about an eight point five. That's close to box. Yeah. I was I was really at the point. Have you ever seen uh Monty Python? 
You were saying not, that? Okay. Well, I was at the point where I was just kind of like, well, you just put me out of my misery. I'm ready to just go on. <laughs> it was pretty bad. Yeah. How long were you in the hospital? Uh, Overnight. So we went in Halloween night, and I left that next morning. So, Did you get any free food? Uh, food was the last thing I wanted. It was, That's true. I was not feeling food. Yeah. Did you get anything free? Did they send you home with anything? Uh, um, an IV wound. They gave me. They stuck my arm. So I, they gave me a free. Well, it wasn't free band aid. I probably paid eight hundred dollars for it. <laughs> you didn't get any of those cool yellow socks. No socks. No socks. That's horrible. I love the old people that I'm not hating on old people. I promise. But like the folks that go into the hospital and then keep the socks and wear it out in public. Like after they come home from the hospital, mm. that's awesome. That's my dad. <laughs> when I was so sleepy and they just left the lights on, like they, you know how hospital rooms are. They're super bright when they got all the, all the fluorescent lights on in there. And I was like, please turn the lights off. And every single person walk in every five minutes would turn them on. I'm like, screw it. Mm. Yeah, that's no bueno. Mm-mm. Yeah, I'm over here acting like I know Spanish. I don't, but I've heard that used in that context. So, so what are we talking about today? I don't know. We'll get there. We had somebody ask a question. We are trying something new, and you may have noticed that Colin sounds terrible uh, today. And that's because... <laughs> right, that's right. He sounded so bad the other weeks, we're trying to do anything to make him sound better. Is Colin LaFoying right now? Uh, or no. Or a partial? Is no. it a partial? Yeah. Colin is approximately 60 miles away from us. Is that how far you are? Something like that? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty close. Yeah, Colin's, actually, Colin's going above and beyond. That's right, he is. Uh, right now, we are looking at Colin on a computer monitor, and we are hearing his voice through the wonders of technology. So, uh, we're not good at this tech stuff. So, I don't know if we figured it out. You may or may not hear Colin on the episode. So, Colin may or may not be wasting an hour of his life right now. That's right. It may be that me and Tyler are talking, and then you just hear blank space where Colin <laughs> should talk. So, everybody can just imagine what he would be saying in that point, and. If that's the case, we'll do like uh, they do on Jimmy Kimmel. We'll do the unnecessary censorship. <laughs> so just in the blank space, just be beep. It's kind of like, did y'all ever do those books as a kid, like choose your own story? To where like you would read a chapter and you get to the end of the chapter, it says, go to chapter four if you want to see little Jimmy fall off the cliff. <laughs> I never did one of those. Go to chapter five if little Jimmy's sister comes and they eat watermelon together. You never did those? I never. I, I've seen them, but I never read one. That's kind of what this podcast is, you know. Tyler and Tim talk, and then when the blank space, imagine what Colin's talking about. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. We're uh, we're just gonna hope and pray that this uh, recording it actually works, because you know, typical fluent grace podcast. We didn't try this beforehand. We're just kind of winging it right here. That's right. So uh, let's do this. We haven't done this in a while. Before we get into a uh, little scripture talking, uh, we haven't done a little rant session in a while, meaning probably in 10 episodes plus, and that was a very popular segment back in the beginning of this venture. So we're going to do that for a few minutes here. We're going to just rip on something. Uh, Tyler, kick us off. What do you got for us today? Mm. What did I have? Oh, I got a good one. Christmas decorations <laughs> before um, before Halloween. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one right there. Came up with that one all on my own. What do y'all What do y'all think about that, Tim and Colin? 
I can't talk right now. <laughs> Colin, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> this one really gets me heated. <laughs> Is that the only thing that gets you heated, Colin? Yeah. I mean, so personally, um, Thanksgiving is the best holiday of the year and you get to like October 1st and they're automatically throwing Christmas decorations up and Christmas trees and all things Christmas. And it's like, they just kind of shove Thanksgiving to the side and they're like, yeah, we'll celebrate just on Thanksgiving day, but the rest of the time is going to be pure Christmas and it just grinds my gears. Thanksgiving's the whole point of it is you're thankful. It's almost Christmas. That's the whole is Thanksgiving's just a precursor. That's all it is. What uh what's up with these Santa Clauses that have fake beards? <laughs> do Santa Clauses with fake beards get paid to do what they do? If so, I will take a fake beard. Now I'm thinking about Elf and him whispering to the fake Santa, you smell like beef jerky and cheese. <laughs> Colin, have you ever been Santa Claus for anything? Um, I have not, but you remember when the uh, the old turn yourself into an old man filter came out? Yes, yeah. I look just like Santa Claus, so I'm on a fast track, folks. Have you arrived if you're an older man and you and you can be Santa Claus? If you're asked to be Santa Claus, have you truly arrived at in life? If that's the case, I would say so. Yes. I think so too. I would think you can't. You have arrived if you don't have to do anything to prep for it. Like if you can just take your natural self to any situation, and a kid looks up at you and says, "Hey, look, mommy, there's Santa Claus." God, that'd be awesome. Then you've made it. If you have to do something like, I don't know, put pillows in your suit or yeah, or color your beard or anything like that, then now you're still just a poser. Yep. I need to get. I need to get those gains so I can. Uh, <laughs> so I can be Santa Claus one day. Just get you one of those IVs and put some. Oh, gross, dude. Ugh. I want to vomit every time I think about an IV. It's, <laughs> the whole idea is disgusting. So there's a place downtown where people choose to pay and go get IVs. Did y'all know this? Yeah, I've done it before. Colin's one of those freaks that we're talking about. Yeah, you go in and you get the uh, you get the electrolytes that your body needs after a uh, crazy workout or running a marathon or something like that oh, that's so isn't great. that why they sell gatorade yeah minus <laughs> the needles <laughs> god colin oh, they're they're winging to go there you're what's wrong with america yep absolutely <laughs> you and you been okay with using drug needles <laughs> how about those santa clauses that are already in the malls i saw one today <laughs> hey, this one was the real deal. He had the real beard. Yeah. And he was scrolling social media up there on his phone. Was he large and in charge? He was large and he was marking on that naughty list looking at y'all's social media. Y'all raunchy. Yeah, do you think uh Santa's naughty list, not naughty nice list has gone electronic now? Mm. Mm. I bet I know somebody who's on his naughty list. <laughs> I think all he's gotta do is get on Snapchat and the whole, half the population is not getting nothing for Christmas, so I'm saying. That that is a good point though. I bet the number of gifts that Santa has to give out this year is probably less than it has been in years past. Everybody's naughty these days. Yeah, including the Trump balloon popper. Uh oh. Ooh, local hero. <laughs> How about that? 
I had to bring it up. That's a big, uh, that's like on national news, and it happened in Tuscaloosa. So I'm just saying, like Trump, don't like Trump, whatever. This is Alabama. It's probably not wise to bring <laughs> a, a negative uh, view of of someone that these people around here pretty much worship. I'm just saying, you know, like yeah. Let's be smart about it. They should have known that was coming. I actually, I, Heather's family texted about how it was coming here, and I was like, "Anybody want to put a hundred dollars on it not lasting two hours because it's going to get stabbed?" <laughs> Literally, I said that, and then I sent back in the message after I saw it on Facebook. It's like, "Who owes me a hundred dollars?" There you go. I actually knew the guy that did it. I uh, played baseball with him, so <laughs> that's the thing. I mean, it wasn't like you were bringing something into town that wouldn't be that hard to destroy. I'm just glad nobody like drove by and shot it with a shotgun and like. It's uh, true. Almost hit somebody else or something. And let's be honest, it's kind of funny. The yeah, whole situation. I just want to know how it went. Down. Did he just walk up there with all the protesters standing around it and just go boop and pop it? How'd that? So how'd it go down? Apparently, one of our students was parking cars in the parking lot across from where this was. And here's what he said. Like I don't know, I don't know how much of it he saw, but basically he said he looked over and there was this big commotion. And there was this dude running across the park, uh, and then that's when he got stabbed. Towards the crowd? Towards the protesters or away from them? Towards the big balloon. Okay, so he went all out, like, he was, battle warrior. Yeah, he was like kamikaze. Yeah. If he if he was in, you know, like, Japanese warplane, he was, like, dive bombing this thing. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. That's what I heard. I can't verify that, but, you know. I just would like to say it's a pretty funny-looking balloon. I oh, mean, it's it is hilarious. It's pretty funny. I was I was driving Uber, okay? And so we drive past this thing, and I've got three people in the back seat. And they look over, like, we don't know what it is. And one was like, what? And we're coming up the backside, okay? So you can't see the front of it. You can only see the back. One of the girls is like, what is that? Is that a chicken? <laughs> and the other, one, the other one was like, no, it's a duck. And the third one, who I don't think was serious, like, she had no idea what it actually was, but she's like, no, it's not. That's little Trump. <laughs> the yeah. poor dude, like, in his age, looks are not to his uh, benefit. And so, like, the poor dude just gets ripped, you know? Like, Donald Trump got ripped before he was president. And so, like, now he's on a national level, and you're just going to get completely annihilated. Oh, good times. I didn't know he was in Little Rascals, the movie. I didn't know that either. He was. He was in Little Rascals. What part? Ah, you know, some rich dude that No one had to go kids. watch it. I know he's in uh, Home Alone too, and didn't he didn't know, help didn't Kevin. He didn't help. He was in the in, in the uh, hotel. Here you go. Here's your question: Home Alone, Christmas movie or not? Absolutely, dude. Colin. Oh yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, the real question is Die Hard. Is that a Christmas movie or not? I'm gonna go with no. Uh. I mean, there's plenty of m- movies where there's snowing outside. We can't consider that a Christmas movie. That's true. All right, so here we go. Here's my little my rant topic. Uh, it's people that go into public bathrooms and take up stalls on their phone. Because hmm. I had this happen to me where I actually had to use the facilities, and I couldn't because they were full of employees mm. of this store sitting in there on their phones. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Let's I was... <laughs> I was so frustrated. And I've got to be careful what I say here because we could, you know. Let's just be real. How many of us have used the restroom on our phones and then tried to stand up, but yet we were paralyzed? 
True story. I've done that, and I tried to stand up, and my legs gave way, and I fell into the wall <laughs> in my bathroom. 100% true story. Uh, I'm always nervous, especially in a public restroom. I'm always nervous of standing up and my wallet falls out into the toilet. Oh, gross. Or even on the floor. You know, there's some yeah. nasty uh, foreign... Uh, matter? Foreign matter and substances that end up on that floor <laughs> <laughs> that I don't want in my pocket. We may have to rate this podcast like PG-13. That's true. Or something. Instead of just straight PG. Your discretion is advised. That's right. All right, all right, all right. That was fun. Uh, welcome back. This is the first time we've had all three of us. Uh, we're still not in the same room, but we're at least all. We should probably do a segment on the podcast beginning. If you would like to jump straight to content, <laughs> jump forward 25 minutes. It's like the skip intro with Netflix. That's right. That's right. <laughs> skip the crap. Go to the content. Basically, just plan on starting the podcast around 20 minutes, and you're good. <laughs> we'll actually talk about something of substance. So anyway, so here's what we got this time, folks. We had a question submitted via email, which quick plug, if you have any questions that you want us to talk about, send them to us at fluentgracepodcast at gmail.com. Don't we have like social media or something? What are those, Tim? We do have social media, Tyler. Uh, What is that? It's a good question. Uh, Facebook, Fluent Grace Podcast. Instagram, Fluent Grace Podcast. That's it. (laughs) RIP Twitter. RIP. So go check those out. Follow us. We're still not at triple digit in followers. So wow. we've got to get to triple digits, folks. Wow. If you like Tyler and Colin, do us all a favor and go like our Instagram. If we're not page. in triple digits in, in two weeks, we're quitting. Going on strike. <laughs> That's right. We're done. We'll start a new podcast and see if that new podcast can get triple digits. Yep. What would we call a second podcast if we were to do one? Um, our value is in followers. <laughs> <laughs> worldly identities <laughs> three shallow guys <laughs> who talk about santa claus and public bathrooms there we go all right all right dang i've already like gotten us off track again all right the question submitted uh via email is this uh, i've got a question about something i read this morning in psalms twenty five ten. Uh, the verse says this all the paths of the lord are steadfast love and faithfulness and those who keep his covenant and his testimonies. And then the question is, so is it saying that if we follow the Lord's path, we will get steadfast love and faithfulness, or will we only be able to recognize God's steadfast love and faithfulness if we follow his path or something else? Thanks. All right, say that last part one more time, the actual question part. Okay, actual question. Is it saying what versus what? Yeah, all right, so the first thing, let's break this apart. I'm going to ask the question, the first question, We can discuss it, and then I'll ask the second question, okay? So first question, is this verse saying that if we follow the Lord's path, we will get steadfast love and faithfulness? Question mark. So if we seek the Lord, will we get steadfast love and faithfulness? Yeah. Again, the verse is, All the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness for those who keep his covenant and his testimonies. So really, I see that that first part of that question is, um, is this verse about something that we're going to get? Um, I would say yes. I mean, think of, think of James. I mean, draw near to me, and the promise is what? I'll draw near to you. So, I mean, if you, you got to look at the bigger context here. Every, you can't just cherry-pick verses, so you got to look at the whole 
the whole uh, psalm itself, and the my little subtitle says, "Teach me your paths." It's the Psalm of David, and so, um, I mean, if you look at uh, verse four, you hear him plead to the Lord, "Make." Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day long. And so it seems as if like David is in a, at a point where he's seeking the Lord and he wants to hear from the Lord. And so, I mean, when we seek the Lord... There are him. rewards. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. why? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think... Um, Not that that's always the case. You know, sometimes there's seasons of it's quiet, you know? Yeah. Colin, were you saying something there? Yeah, I was just going to say that I think number four, or verse four really um, is the way you can connect that there. Like you were saying how um, we need to be in a state of humbleness and make um, me to know your ways, O oh Lord, teach me your paths. And um, we as humans are naturally followers. We are the sheep and he is the good shepherd. And we need to remember that uh, as we follow uh, the Lord and his teachings. And I think, you know, really what it's saying is, you know, his, the father's steadfast love and faithfulness is never ending. Uh, you can't run out of, you know, the Lord's love. It doesn't run out. There's no end to it. Yeah, I think a lot of times uh, we talked in one podcast about uh, we read scripture a lot of times and we try to make it about us. So some of the examples we used were um, Philippians 4.13, right? I can do all things through Christ. And so we try to make that about, okay, what things can we do because of Christ in me? Or uh, seek first his kingdom, and all these things will be added unto you. So we, we focus on the end where it's about, you know, what kind of stuff can I get if I follow the Lord? Um, I like this particular passage, really this whole psalm, uh, because while, yes, there is an element of reward that we get if we follow the Lord, what kind of rewards are we talking about here? The rewards in this passage are Jesus and are uh, knowing his way and knowing his path and following him. Uh, it's not any of this you know, fleeting, earthly, temporal stuff that we see uh, so many people try to attach themselves to. Here, the psalmist is clearly stating if we're going to follow God— then God will show up and he will uh, reward us by more of himself. And I really like, I like that y'all connected there, verse 4. I want to do this. I want to read verse 4 and then verse 10. Uh, verse 4 says this, Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. And then verse 10, All the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness for those who keep his covenant and his testimonies. So when you do it like that, you go straight from verse 4 that's, saying, God, teach me your path. And then verse 10, what path are we talking about? Well, the path of steadfast love and faithfulness. So the psalmist is saying, God, teach me steadfast love. Teach me faithfulness. I think that's a prayer that we should all be praying regularly. And it's not always going to be pretty either. You know, I mean, if you think of the narrative of David, like, so this is Psalm 25, where you skip ahead 26 psalms to Psalm 51. And you find a David that's completely broken. Because if you think back to 2 Samuel, I mean, remember who David was. He he ends up sleeping with another dude's wife, gets her pregnant, tries to hide it, uh, sends the, the woman's wife off into battle. Husband. I mean, why, yeah, husband, my bad. Sends the, sends the chicks that he slept with, his wife, I mean, husband, <laughs> off into battle. You don't have to edit this. 
And then he pulls his troops back and leaves the dude there to get axe, man. And then so the story goes on in uh, the next chapter of Second Samuel. I think it's Second Samuel 12. Uh, the Lord sends this dude named Nathan to rebuke David. This is the same dude who wrote Psalm 25 to rebuke David in his sin. And then you see Psalm 51 play out where he's a completely vulnerable David, a David who is... Um, who by God's grace that scripture tells us is his kindness leads him to repentance. And so um, we see a vulnerable David. And so I don't think you get to this point, um, this teach me your past and this, this humble, this humble spirit and this humility. Um, and then you, if you jump forward past Psalm 51, you can go into Psalm 103. Um, and we see this, this intimate, relationship with the Lord again, but but it's, what I'm trying to say is it's not always pretty, and, but the Lord works in the mess, and he works in the, when it's not so messy, so. And if, if in that situation, you know, David was, you know, he fell like that, he fell hard, uh, he didn't just stumble, he busted it, uh, if the Lord did not have steadfast love and faithfulness, David would have been toast. That's true. So without God's steadfast love and faithfulness, there is no way that David could have become the man he was. Uh, there is no way that David would have continued in the role that God gave him as uh, part of his covenant family to, you know, eventually have Jesus come through his line, right? That that would never have happened if God had not been faithful and if he was not full of steadfast love. Uh, so this is, you know, both of these verses here are very important when— when looking at uh, the bigger picture of David, like you were saying. And the brother was known after uh, a man after God's own heart. That's just crazy to me. Like, it's not known as, oh, David the adulterer, murderer, liar. You know, like, that's not, that's part of his story. But, like, the end of his story is he was a man who was redeemed. He was a man after God's own heart. But not because David's awesome, because the Lord's awesome. And is redemptive. I mean, that's the that's the same narrative of every sinner, is redemption, 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 redemption. Absolutely. And David would have never gotten to that place without the humility we see in chapter twenty five here. So that's a that's a very challenging thought for us, because um, <clears throat> we stumble and fall regularly, right? There are times that we just slip up and you know trip. There are other times when you know we fall off a cliff and. Um, you know, we don't deserve mercy and forgiveness and love and faithfulness, just like David didn't. Um, but I think because of the humility that David showed, especially here in chapter 25, in recognizing who God was, uh, in recognizing that he needed to follow God's paths and that God was the author of faithfulness and love and, and all these things, um, that put him in the position that when he did fall, he could come out the other side because of who God was in his life. So that's a great application for us that when we stumble and fall, uh, if we have done as David did and and we approach the Lord in humility, then he can work in and through us even after falling. I think, yeah, I think it's a good point because, I mean, even in asking this question that, that this person submitted, like when you read this verse, like what— What's your motive? Like, are you in your seeking of the Lord? Is it so you can 
give yourself the uh, the pat on the back, like, oh, I'm seeking the Lord. Good for me. Good for me. I'm going to get something out of it, like you were talking about. Or is it you've come to the realization that you are David of Psalm 51? You're you are the adulterous, lying murderer. You're, I mean, your sin is no different, you know. And so, anything in our seeking is just an expression of our gratitude of the one who redeemed us, just like David. We're not looking for something. We're just grateful for who he is, mm-hmm. and we know who we are mm-hmm. in light of that. And then like a modern-day um, you know, connection to this, so many people think that um, you know, I'm at point A, and God is at point B, and I'm going to take this straight line to God, and it's just going to be perfect. Uh, like a was it a bar graph? You know, perfect line straight across. And then the guy gets up there and starts taking the pen and scribbles all over the board. And he's like, "No, it's more going to be like this. You're going to go over here. You're going to go over here. You're not always going to be perfect in your um, seeking of the Lord. But at the end of the day, if you're able to sit down and um, have that conversation with God about, you know, God, I failed today. Uh, I'm asking your forgiveness." And I need to look more towards you in the times when I do um, have temptations. Um, and that's where you need to be in your walk towards that example that Christ has set for us. And yeah, even if you read down to verse 11 here in this chapter, David says, For your name's sake, O Lord, pardon my guilt, for it is great. Um, so even in this season of his life, he recognized that he was guilty. He recognized that he was a sinner, um, and so this whole passage is uh, his response to that and desiring to um, be made into that man that was after God's own heart. Uh, you see in verse, let's see what this is at, uh, verse 8, Good and upright is the Lord, therefore he instructs sinners in the way. Right? David is equating himself as a sinner, and because of God's goodness and because of God's uprightness, he leads us, even though we are sinners, in the correct way. Uh, so I think that's important, too, just recognizing that no matter who we are and we are sinners, God is still good, God is still upright, and even in our fallen sinful position, he is able to take us and lead us and you know, create in us new hearts, hearts that want to follow him and uh, be redeemed and rescued from those sinful desires and situations we find ourselves in. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at verse 20, man. Like, it's almost like he <laughs> he knows what he deals with. Oh, guard my soul and deliver me. Let me not be put to shame where I take refuge in you. Like, he knows that he's prone to just utter destruction. Like, we all are. We're all just... that's some, Actually, verse 20 would probably just be helpful for us all to start our day with. <laughs> Praying, like, protect me, deliver me, guard me. I'm an idiot. Don't let me be put to shame. Like because <laughs> yeah, if yeah. it's left to me, I'm going to be put to shame 10 out of 10 times. Yep. One of the most powerful lyrics in any song ever written. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Oh, I need that tattooed on my face. Prone to leave the God I love. Yep. Yep. Uh what's that song? Come um, thou fount. Yep, there you go. Come thou fount. Powerful stuff. And when we recognize that we are prone to wander, that's that's humility right there. You know, recognizing that I'm not this good individual that is does all the right stuff. Because I don't care who you are or how good you think you are, you're not. I'm not. I'm a low-down, dirty, rotten scoundrel who 
needs Jesus and needs his forgiveness and needs his steadfast love and faithfulness. So um, back to the question, I think the second part of the question, we've kind of talked it out a little bit and, and gotten here, but I think the second part of the question is probably uh, uh, a little closer to what this verse is talking about. Um, so is this verse saying that we will only be able to recognize God's steadfast love and faithfulness if we follow his path? Um, I would say yes to that. Uh, just because if I'm not following God and I'm not living in humility and I'm thinking that I am okay on my own, I'm never going to recognize my need for God's love. Exactly. Or my need for God's faithfulness. So I think that's probably the, the better way to look at this verse. I mean, think about Jesus to the Pharisees. I didn't come for the well, I came for the sick. That's why you're not going to know me because you think you're well. You think you got your act together, you're you don't need me, you know? You're resting in your own self righteous efforts and um working to a trying to work yourself trying to work your way to a God that you'll never you'll never get there. This is good. This is a good passage. Uh appreciate uh the person who sent this in. Um we enjoy being able to talk about this stuff, so Read Psalms, all of them, all 150 of them. I actually take a psalm a day. I went and bought a uh, one of these psalm journals. I got a couple people on doing it with me. But I take a psalm a day, and I just journal. I read it, and then I journal my thoughts through it. Hmm. Like, but I mean, that's what psalm, the psalms are, right? It's like it's a journal entry of people. Like Some of them are like happy. Some of them are lamenting. Some of them are they're just ticked off, yeah, you know, like angry. they're mad. And I'm like, you know what? If it's... If this was helpful for psalmists, it might be helpful for me. So, like, I've just started doing it. It's been really helpful. So I would recommend you take a psalm a day and journal through it. And then your kids one day can see how jacked up you truly are. <laughs> but how good God is yeah. through working through it. That's pretty good. I had somebody uh, um, mention this app. It's called Five Psalms. And basically it's where you read five psalms a day and you get through the book of Psalms in a month. Uh, for me, that was a really good idea, but then when I started going through it, I'm like, Ugh, I read Psalms one, now I got to read Psalms eleven, now I got to read Psalms thirty four, now I got to read Psalms, and so it ended up becoming something that like, like I had to do. Yeah. Uh, so that got frustrating, and I quit. Um, but I like that about you know just taking a psalm a day. That's easy. One a day. You know, one a day. Forget those vitamins. No. Do psalms. I mean, that's what I do for my quiet time. I just take a psalm a day. You know, it doesn't have to be some big. I mean, it can be whatever you want it to be. Yeah. For me, it's a psalm a day. Yeah. There's some psalms that are two verses. So. I heard a podcast one time. A, a line from a podcast say, uh, "A psalm a day keeps pride away." I was like, "That's pretty good." That's not bad. Good question. You ever sent that? Yep. We like questions about scripture. We so. do. Give us 15 more. Yep. <laughs> or 20. Well, heck, we'll answer any question, you know. We just, just go Google not... bizarre things in Scripture and start sending in We questions. just may not enjoy all of them as much. So, All right, Colin, wrap us up. All right. So I know this probably won't get uh, published till like a week later, but today happens to be Veterans Day when we are recording this. Um, so... 
in honor of Veterans Day, I kind of found a Guinness World Record that connects to it, um, but it also connects to something that me and Tim hate with a passion. Oh, gross. Oh, gross. Mayonnaise? <laughs> no, that would be burpees. Colin likes mayonnaise, Tyler. Colin, you're not American. <laughs> yeah. Either that or Colin is what's wrong with America. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tim. So uh, you have 12 hours. How many burpees do you think you can complete in 12 hours? Uh, The most I've ever done in 12 hours is 276. That's not bad. That's not bad. Mm -hmm. I was hurting the next day. Heck, I was hurting for the next week after that, actually. (laughs) So uh, this guy from Michigan, 23-year-old ROTC cadet. Broke the Guinness World Record for most burpees in a day with a total of, what's y'all's guess? I'm going to go 400. 400. Um, in 12 hours, is that what we're defining a day as? 12 hours. Well, yeah, sorry. 12 hours, 24, whatever works. Uh, I mean, I'll go 500. All right. Y'all are only uh, 4,000 off. <laughs> what? <laughs> Good grief. 4,689 burpees this ROTC cadet did in a 12-hour period. Was he hooked up to a machine that was, like, lifting him up? <laughs> in the world. That, I, I don't really know how to respond to that. I don't know if I can believe that. Man. That's just, I don't know. That's That's intense, man. Like, that's right up there on that level of, that's just dumb. <laughs> like, please tell me you have something better to do with your life than that many burpees for 12 hours. Oh, let's let's flip this around. Colin, how long would it take you to do that many burpees? Uh, oh, man, at least a week. <laughs> Tyler, um, Tyler? No. <laughs> would have to say in the uh, new heaven and the new earth because <laughs> I would be dead, you know. At least I'd have a glorified body that could do them. Yeah. So he did an average that averages out to one every ten seconds. So, but still for twelve hours straight, that's brutal. Like I would get past probably the first hour doing one burpee every ten seconds. Past the first hour, it would take me ten seconds just to stand up. <laughs> so at that point, we are nonstop for twelve hours. Yep. Like the going down part's easy. I just fall over. I wonder how I got liquids and. In- all that through this because you know you're sweating probably got one of those ivs oh that's so gross oh gosh that's so, now i'm picturing this i'm gonna faint <laughs> that's it folks we are done with episode 27 we will be back at some point in the future for episode 28 so uh remember if you want to uh, sponsor this podcast for $150. Save Tim a lot of time. Save Tim a lot of time. Uh, we will get this thing professionally done and edited. It will sound a whole lot better. Who knows? Colin actually may sound good too if uh, if we do that. So 150 bucks sponsor a podcast. First person to do that, we'll name a segment after you. And Tim will get a nose ring. No, we will not go that far. So uh, that's it. Gooses. Latest. Yeah.